I have a mute on my bu- my bicycle. Let's try that again on my microphone. <laughs> I have a mute on my bicycle. 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 That's what exactly went through my mind. <laughs> I have a mute on my bicycle. Oh. I have a mute on my bike. <laughs> That's very nice that you you give that man who can't speak a ride on your bike. Barely in Topic, podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. It is Sunday, February 9th. Yes, it's the 9th. It's the 9th. It's the 9th. It's also episode 518, which that seems like a really small amount of episodes for the season because the season has been lasting forever. And I am VA and this week, I have brought on, as a blast from the past, Nick! Hey, y'all. How are, <laughs> how's, how's everyone doing? Actually, how are you doing, VA? There's only, it's only you. Uh, I and know. the listeners. Oh, yes, and the listeners. Um, well, first of all, I'm going to say that uh, both uh, Jeff and Tim couldn't be here this weekend for various reasons. Not together, just two different separate reasons. Happy birthday, Tim. You know, Jeff, um, we'll see you next week. But anyway, not that's that's not important. We just said that. That's out of the way. Nick, why don't you, because it's been a while, why don't mm-hmm. you just reacquaint people with who you are? Okay, that is a that's a that's a good idea. So I am uh an old 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 uh not not host, contributor to Barely on Topic. Um VA and I Kind of started this whole uh, shindig way back in the day, yeah. Um, and then, as life kind of got a bit busy and crazy for me, I reduced my role from uh, contributor to listener. And but hey, today I'm like uh, the the call came out, the bat signal was uh, was put on. I'm like I, I can I can answer the call, I can come in. I do like bats a lot, really. So my signal would be a bat. It's mm. true. Yes. So uh, back in the day, Nick and I started everything with a flurry of emails that I still have, by the way. Oh, I, I kept cute. the email yeah. uh, exchange. I think it was like like 32 emails where we talked about styles and what we wanted to do and what we were aiming for and then trying to figure out if uh, we were going to collaborate with someone else. And that did not work out. But that's <laughs> okay because we yep. formed our own thing and then we've been going for five seasons that's unbelievable. <laughs> That's crazy. I remember Nick used to do the editing and then Nick was like, screw this. I'm going to school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, that's how bad editing is. <laughs> <laughs> it can be that way. Mm. <laughs> there are sometimes I'm like, I don't want to listen to this again. <laughs> I really don't want to try to figure out how to chop this up because sometimes we go a little, <laughs> little off the deep end. But I like, see, the differences between me and other people is I like a little chaos. So they do. 
So there we go. But anyway, so we have Nick this week, and we are here to talk about the Bruins. First of all, I need to ask you a question. Have you thought of becoming a Jonathan Van Ness lookalike? You could probably make a lot of money that way. Yes, girl. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners don't know what I look like, but they do now. So it is, yeah, it's, I get that a lot. I also attend a, uh, majority all women's college where he's really popular. That show Queer Eye is really popular. So I get that a lot. Yes. Yes. And they must told, it must be like a threes company situation for you. Like everybody must think he is gay. Yeah. A lot of people think that. And, that, and, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's fine. That, that breaks the tension. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it does. I, I, I saw a commercial last week uh, on the Super Bowl, and I, I just was like, oh my God, is that Nick? <laughs> it was him. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was at the same. I, I was watching the same game as you were, as millions of other people were too. And people were like, "Nick, you should totally like look like him." I'm like, "I already do. <laughs> Just his mustache is better." <laughs> I'm glad that this is a thing. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> well, you do not look like any of the current Bruins. Neither do I. So. No. You know, yep. You know, although your your girlfriend does think that Brandon Carlo is the cutest, so I'm yes happy to to know about that. You said you showed her your favorite Bruins. Yeah, I showed her my favorite Bruins. I was mainly going through the uh, pucks and pups calendar. <gasps> oh so, yeah, isn't that get, a good one? It has the I, schedule. Yes, it's yeah. I really like how they added that this year. Um, and if you were to side note, if you, uh, I paid more for the shipping than I actually did the calendar. Cause I ordered it really late and I wanted it in time for Christmas. Cause I bought a few for friends and family, oh, but anyway, that's very um, sweet. yeah, but yeah, so I was just going through the calendar and she goes, Oh my God, stop. And first she was, uh, noticed the dogs and then she's like, Oh, he's cute too. And then I'm <laughs> like, well, how about this guy? And I showed her Bergeron. She goes like, he's cute. I like the other guy more. I'm like, okay. Well, you know what? Like, there is a suaveness and sophistication to Patrice Bertrand, and not everybody responds to that. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? She said Carla just looks like a really friendly, happy guy. You could, I think, which is, it's a great photo of him in the Pucks and Pups calendar. I can see why she would think that. With Winnie and Emmy Lou. Yes. Um, I love his dogs. I mean, I've never met his dogs. I really want to meet Winnie because she looks like she's a ball. Which is so fun. But anyway, um, I have met Carlo. Oh. And he is friendly because I said, can we get a picture? He's like, yeah, let's let's do it. Like, ah. yeah. I, I showed you that picture the other yes. day. Yes. So we, I took like a million pictures because I'm a dork. So, yeah. And I've taken a picture with Bergeron, too. And Bergeron is, oh, my God. I couldn't. I could say hello. I could say thank you. I could say goodbye. I could not say anything else. <laughs> And I talk a lot, so this is amazing. But uh, he's just like, he is the calmest, most serene person I've ever been around. He needs to bottle that up or do seminars or something. I don't know what it is that he needs to do, but we all need to have that mm. in these terrible, hectic, uh, dumbest timeline times. So, yeah. So 
there you go. Um, and Sean Crowley thought that uh, I wore his jersey out of pity. And <laughs> that guy, that, that, that's a sign of a good sense of humor. Yes, he does. He, I, that's, that's why I'm taking it as. Yeah, I, he has a good sense of humor. Um, but he did seem kind of annoyed that he was there. So, oh. although, you know. I, I'm sure you heard that episode and I was very dumb. And then when I went to take the picture, I'm like, it's me again. He's like, yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> His dog is very cute too. I've never seen a, I've never heard of a Bernadoodle. Mm-hmm. All right. They're getting creative these days. They are. I mean, poodles are supposed to be really, really smart. And Bernie's mountain dogs are very intent on doing their thing. So that's an interesting mix. But anyway, all right. So that's good because Carillo, of course, is my boyest of boys. I don't know if you're up on all the lingo. Oh, yeah, I am. I listen, like, I listen to them in bunches. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I am very sad that my boy Noel Achari is gone. You know, he has big daddy energy now. So mm. he's scoring all the goals down in Florida. So if you thought that he was a 20 goal scorer here, not quite, but down there. Yep. It works. My my dad called it. Not like I have any proof that he called it, but he did say he would score 20 goals in Florida. Oh God. Yeah. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Turns out just put him up on the second line and good things happen. Oh. Um, yeah. He's, he's with Trocek and um, Huberto or Dang. Huberto. Yeah. Yes so yeah okay but anyway just wanted to make sure that we knew where all the all the people were yeah all right so in the last week let's talk about some games that i have Mm -hmm. taken zero notes on (laughs) i'm awesome i uh i just wanted to fly by the seat of my pants today so that's what i'm doing yeah i know i'm so mellow now medication it's wonderful (laughs) Okay, so in the last week, they played Vancouver, um, Mm -hmm. Chicago. That was a back-to-back in the middle of the week. And then another back-to-back where it was Arizona and Detroit, which was just a few hours ago. Yes. It actually ended about an hour and a half ago. So anyway, I will just gloss over some of these things because um, we have other things that we have to talk about. So uh, Vancouver, I thought that game was going to be a lot tougher than it was. Uh, The Bruins won in a shutout against them four to nothing and i really thought it was going to be a lot closer than that you know tuka oh that's right tuka got his like i think was it his third yeah third shutout of the year third shutout of the year and i think it was like his like 49th or something overall so so that's that's good i'm glad that tuka's doing really well i i'm just glad that he's looking good again that yeah you know, everybody seems a lot better since they took the break. So that's good. Bruins dominated out, uh, outshot Vancouver 42 to 25. Yeah. You should be able to win a game that way. It just depends on whether or not you hit the hot goalie, which is what they did today. But you know, yeah. And Markstrom got like second, he, he was second star of that game. So, because basically you know, he stopped 38 pucks. <laughs> no, yeah. Markstrom played well. The Bruins played great. Uh, Vancouver kind of forgot to show up. Yeah, I think they were uh, on the back half of a back-to-back, too. Yeah. So that, that always stinks. So, 
So that leads me to the Chicago game, which was played in Chicago. Yeah, well, I mean, the other game had wrapped up about less than 24 hours before this game started, and the Bruins eked out a 2-1 win. Yeah, and again, another game where they really won the shots on goal battle, 40-22. to Oh, my God. Yeah. It's crazy. You remember when there were times this year where it was just like um, they got two shots on goal in the first period, and you're like, what the fuck, man? Mm Mm-hmm. What is this? Stop this. Right. And now, you know, they're shooting it like it's going out of style. Okay. So, yes, my boy scored in this one in the first period. He had a big goal. He tied up the game. Oh, yeah. And then um, some guy named Charlie McAvoy, some scrub who's only got one goal of the season, got the game winner in overtime. (laughs) Well, that was his first goal of the season. I was built into that. I was building that. Yeah. No goals in the first. Two goals in the second. It was Debrinkat, who I'm sorry, that's or Debrinkat. I keep calling him Debrinkat. It's still that's a really made up name. That's not a real name. No, you know it's of course uh, Debrinkat is uh, Spanish for of Brinkat. I that's what I was waiting for you to do. I'm so <laughs> glad you did it. <laughs> so I gave it up. I was like, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. <laughs> Of to bring cat. <laughs> but anyway, so he scores. Corrales scores sometime later. I could look at the times here. I took no notes, remember. Oh yeah, it's like over like six minutes later he, he tied up the game, so that's good. And then nothing in the third period. Right? No mm-hmm. goals. Yeah. And then uh, overtime. That's when Charlie uh Charlie McAvoy cheeks decided like you know what i'm gonna score finally i'm gonna get that one goal and i think the best part of that whole game wasn't even the game itself it was after the game it's uh when um as the spanish say of brusque (laughs) uh english translation of course um congratulated uh charlie mcavoy by killing him yes (laughs) (laughs) he was so happy for him that he basically he just he ran at him knocked him down to the ice and at that point it became like a pig pile (laughs) and they killed him they killed him dead just brought the stretcher out boy killed to death yes he killed to death as opposed to killing to life yeah. He killed to death. My my favorite part was even after that, because McAvoy looking exhausted after being freshly killed after that <laughs> goal was sitting on the bench talking to, I think it was Brian Boucher about the goal and, and being able to get the goal. And Papa Bear, Papa Bear yeah. is in a chair. He just waited for him. And they gave him a big old daddy bear hug. It was, uh, well, actually, I'm, I don't want to get too off the rails, but it, it's good to see the, I guess, Bruins fans and the NHL as a whole recognizing the contributions of Chara, mm-hmm. um, his leadership in mm-hmm. particular. Well, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about Papa Bear for a while. He he respects the younger players. He does not call them rookies. He calls them first years or inexperienced 
you know, he knows it's his role along with Bergeron and Krejci and just about every other veteran player to uh, help out the other players who are younger by making them feel at the very least like they've been there before. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, everybody gets so excited when the the newer people score, or if you've got a call up and you, you scored or you had an assist on, on a goal. Yep. We're going to celebrate that. We're very excited. You know what I mean? So basically it's like, it's, it's a family. It's what they've been trying to do for years. They've been trying to, to be a family. And so Zidane Chara is um, old. So we're not going to call him grandpa. We'll just call him Papa Bear. We'll call him an experienced player. <laughs> He's a very experienced player. But, you know, here's the thing. I said to Ben one time, we were at a game, and I turned to him and I saw, you know, like uh, uh, Zinano Chara give um, uh, McAvoy uh, a big hug. And I said, you know, what makes me sad sometimes is that I feel like he sh he loves Charlie McAvoy more than he loves Brandon Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody tries to tell me that Brandon Carlo doesn't need this. He's fine. And I'm just like, oh, it makes me sad. But anyway, um, that was a really, really sweet moment because Charlie looked like he needed that hug. And man, oh, man. He needed that goal because it was like 55 games at that point and mm -hmm. he had not scored. So hope we see more, but basically he got that monkey off his back. So score some more. That's all. No problem. So then they had a couple of days off and they played yesterday at a weird start time. I hate three o'clock start times, but apparently They're, they are weird. Yeah. Apparently it was, they were doing that for the people, the good people of Arizona who, oh probably at that point were you know it's like noon for mm -hmm. them i've been in arizona a bunch and i can never get the time right there <laughs> uh, but it's pacific time so yeah so so basically they could watch the game at our really weird start time and uh yeah oh my god who did they even play yesterday they played arizona duh. yeah yeah duh. hello wow I am, you all right, VA? Yeah, I'm just a little spacey, apparently. Just a little spacey. That, that's fine. Medication, it's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they won that one four to two. I watched that game like twice because I watched the, the three o'clock time and then mm -hmm. I watched the uh, Bruins in two at midnight. Oh. Uh, which Because I didn't get to see the opening ceremony. First of all, let's uh, start out. Yes. Yes, uh, they celebrated Zdeno Chara's 1500 games which he actually hit earlier in the season yeah but more importantly the 1000 games played as a bruins player and bruins captain so he got the gold stick baby and it was not his regulation length either he could totally not play hockey with that game uh, with that oh, stick. no no i'm um, um, not to mention that it's gold you know plated, yeah. but so he got that you got to watch the man they've got this thing about watches I, does anybody wear a watch anymore i, I i'm not yeah not yeah. me yeah nobody but anyway they always get him a nice watch and stuff like that and they gave him i thought that the best of the gifts uh the most interesting one was getting letters from former teammates other players around the league and uh other uh professionals who had worked with the the, the bruins mm -hmm. getting letters about 
him, uh, you know, about how they felt about him and all that stuff. And they compiled it in a book. I thought that was really neat. That's to me, that's, that's a very, I guess, endearing gift. And in the age of social media and technology, who, who the hell does that anymore? Right. No one. So I thought it was extra special. I agree with you. Yeah, I really, really liked it. You know, and then, you know, they give him all these gifts. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me the stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, yes, he's got an all expense paid vacation to wherever he wants to go. And I'm shouting in my car because I'm listening to it. I, I was on my way home and I'm like sitting there thinking, Fiji, <laughs> go to Fiji again. <laughs> I think he should go to, to uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Okay, why? <laughs> it, they, they have a really nice Chili's there. Um, a wonderful mall. I believe it's home to the uh, uh, the Midwest's fourth largest golf course. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all of these things are right up Charles mm-hmm. Alley. He, he never stops talking about his love of Chili's. he spends every waking moment that he can in a mall you know yes Mm -hmm. and golf he is so known for golf you just see him golfing everywhere all the Mm -hmm. time people thought he was riding his bike along the the tour de france routes yes um no he was golfing the whole time He's invented a new game. It's kind of like polo, but it's on your bicycle and it's with a golf club. Ooh, and yeah. Golf and, I'm, and I'm sure he could uh, use that golden stick as like a putter. <laughs> or something to do some real damage to someone's yeah. head. <laughs> yes. That's good. Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. I don't know if you saw this thing this week. Speaking of Des Moines, Iowa, Matt Barkowski was called up from the Iowa Wild. Yes. To the Minnesota Mild. Has anyone heard from uh, from Tim? Yes, we did. Okay, Tim, good. Tim said he hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> he blamed Matt Barkowski for the whole Iowa caucus debacle (laughs) 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 basically you know the i i I said that the alternate captains on the iowa wild were the people who were supposed to you know tabulate and call in the results (laughs) 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 think about how bad is the mild that they have to bring out barkowski (laughs) (laughs) good point oh god i feel terrible about that i don't have a hatred of matt borkowski but tim really does which is hilarious because like he's he was fine yeah he's like he could be serviceable you know i mean back in the day i mean i'm sure now not so much god no it's been a long time and he still just hates him you know so I just wanted to get that out there because I think that's just kind of hilarious. I mean, I have my my hatred of certain players like Zach Cassian. Like I would fucking rough him up if I could get a chance because I just fucking hate him. But I have my reasons. It's because he's a dickhead and a dirtbag. 
I, mean, I hate Tom Wilson, but I think everyone does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he hasn't been as egregious lately, but I really hated how he was like, oh, Chara's not playing this game, so I'm going to go after Charlie McAvoy. And it's like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. All right. So yesterday's game against Arizona. That was a very long way to get there. Yes. Yeah. So that was one of those games where we had, I think, we didn't we have a no goal situation that popped up? Or it was a good goal? It was a, I watched the game. Yeah, I know. Um, it was a good goal. I don't Because I remember when goals get overturned. Yep. Yeah. Um, now I know backtracking a bit Vancouver there was a goal and they claimed uh offside and it was deemed onside and they were assessed a delay of game oh that's right I think that's what you might be thinking of oh that's the one I was thinking about okay never mind I I was thinking about that one yeah yesterday's game was just kind of like okay Bruins went down by one and it was a goal where it was you know it was Phil Kessel it was like a scrum down towards the net he got it in and it's like okay power play goal yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Not a big problem. And then we had the beauty, uh, and of course there were no goals in the first, of course, again, which is fine. Uh, then we had Charlie Coyle and Patrice Bergeron. Burgies was a power play, and then Debrus got a power play. Oh my God, so many power plays. And then Charlie Coyle got the empty net as well, um, because it really looked like the. Uh, Coyotes were going to come back and score on the Bruins again. I mean, they did. They got a second goal in third. Chikrin, another name where it's like, come on, that's not a name. That's like, it's like when you're playing NHL, uh, 2000 EA Sports NHL, and you've had like a simulated league, and you're like in the year 2030, and they're just making up names to be drafted. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a moon of Pluto. Chikrin. Oh, yeah. So. I can see that. Yeah. But yeah. So that guy, he scored, brought the, the Coyotes within one. But then Charlie Coyle sealed the deal when Arizona went empty net and voila, empty net goal. So I'm happy that Charlie Coyle is scoring again. I hope he keeps doing that. I like this uh, DeBrusque thing. Ever since we've talked shit about DeBrusque, he's been on fire. Not today, Not- but yeah. 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 No, I'm glad of Brusque is doing well. He's always been a, a streaky uh, score, but you know he's coming right along, right when we need him. Kind of right when Pasternak is cooling off a bit. How dare he only score one goal in six games? Um, oh, I'm so sad because he's lost yeah. the 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 lead. Yeah. Okay. We'll get back to I guess the Bruins, but okay. Ovechkin just refuses to age. die. Yeah. Oh. Like I I, I want to like hate on the guy, but I can't because he's extremely good and he's been extremely good since day one. Uh, I don't think he'll catch Gretzky, but I think he'll finish number two in goal scoring. I, I realize his, his, his talent, right. Mm-hmm. And I realize that he can be tough against the, uh, around the boards and stuff like that, but defensively in front of his net, he's not great. Oh, he's garbage. Yeah. 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 Um, so for me, it's like, I have, a little less respect for players that are not more well-rounded. But anyway, I, I'm mad at him. I'm so mad at him for concussing my boys to boys in the 82nd game of yes. the 2016, 2017 <laughs> season and mm-hmm. making sure that my boy would not get in the playoffs that year. And then mm-hmm. 
So glad my boys to boys got in the playoffs last year. And I told him that when I met him anyway. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry at him still about that. Just, mm. but yeah, you're going to get 700 soon. NBCSN because, you know, they love the, the penguins oh. and they love the capitals, you know, and they love the sharks out West. Since they love those teams, it's just hard because it's like, oh, we're going to talk about Ovechkin. If we're not talking about Ovechkin, we're talking about Crosby. If we're not talking about Crosby, we're talking about Ovechkin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate watching any game on that station just because it's just, it's always some kind of ball washing. Although the other night they did show the, wow, the... The great uh, plan of a game of um, Buffalo at Detroit. And Woo! Buffalo was bad enough to lose again to Detroit. Well, the, Detroit's a powerhouse here. Yes, as we're going to reveal, yeah. they are. They're totally a powerhouse. So, yes. So the Bruins just played uh, Detroit today. And uh, this game went basically just as you expected it to. The Bruins' six-game winning streak came to an end. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. Like, uh, just throw them all out the window. <laughs> the the bad thing is, like, like I, I started watching the game. Like, you could see it happening. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to remind people of what happened on, on June twelfth, uh, two thousand nineteen. But the Bruins have a very bad habit. Or not habit, tendency. If they play great in the first period and don't score, they will lose the game. Mm. June 12th was a... Nothing happened on that day. The The Stanley Cup ended in a tie. It was strange. Anyway. I know somebody who changed yeah. their, their birthday to uh, August 29th because of that. Mm -hmm. uh, because hockey can't hurt her on that game yeah. day. So, yeah. So... Yeah, the the Bruins um, were playing on the second part of a back-to-back. -back. Mm -hmm. Less than 24 hours later, Yarrow Halak was a late scratch because he had something funky happening. It's diarrhea. And he had to get all that equipment yeah. off, and I hope that he managed to do that in time. Mm -hmm. So he was not feeling well. That's not his fault. That happens. Uh, I was really hoping that goalie Bob was going to suit up sit on the bench i just love seeing him like just look there like mm, yep i haven't played in like i don't know 20 or 30 years yep that seems right <laughs> like 20 years maybe it's eh, good it might be 30 yeah, he's been on the bruins staff 25. for a long long yeah. time so we're of course talking about uh bob essena bruins goalie coach yes so um i just love it when he gets to suit up i've only seen it like maybe once but i loved mm -hmm. it um so anyway I every time it's like like I go to a practice I'm like goalie Bob <laughs> I'm so excited to see him <laughs> I don't understand why <laughs> well it's exciting when you see this I mean um older gentleman playing goalie against you know the the best of the best in terms of hockey athletes it's like hmm you look more like an accountant dude he always has the same look in his yeah. face it's always the same look I love it. I just, yeah. Anyway, I love the stoic. <laughs> so 
basically, you knew that when Brad Morrison's goal got reviewed for being offside, and it's like they took three minutes to look at that. You knew it was coming back, which pisses me off. You knew that the Bruins were not going to be able to recover from that. Mm-hmm. Especially so, with the way uh, Bernier was playing. Oh, he was playing out of his mind. He had no business playing like that. No business playing like that. And he did. And, you know, like he's always sucked. Right? At his peak, he's been slightly above average. And that's, of course, when he was with the, uh, the Leafs. He was like, oh, he was okay. Yep. But even they're like, no, you're not good enough and shipped him out of town. Yeah, he went to Anaheim, then he went to Colorado, and then he, I swear, he went to other places too. But now he's with Detroit, and I mean, this is not even their starting goalie, and you guys, but he's the hot goalie, and, you know, you managed one goal against him, and that was Tori Krug, and it was a gorgeous, gorgeous effort, because Pasta, just as much as he was trying, he couldn't get the puck out on the empty part of the net, you know, but he was able to pass it, and it just went in, and that was great. I mean, because Tori Krug was like basically, uh, like rampaging down the ice. Love it. So, but, uh, other than that, I mean, it was three, one, and one of those was an empty net goal. Mm-hmm. All right. So two, two goals against for Tuca on a day where he was forced to play when he wasn't going to play. So I, I shouldn't be upset about this, except I really hate how it's always that the Bruins undoing is always somebody like Detroit. Yep. Or like against Philadelphia a couple uh, weeks well, ago. Well, that Philly thing was they should yeah. have won that game and then yeah. they just let them come back. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, God, it's so awful. So, all right. We, we've we won more game against Detroit. It's next weekend. It's a huge manatee, a game at the Garden. I feel like every game against Detroit was like always in Detroit. So... They're going to play next week in their, you know, at the Garden. So maybe it'll be different. But anyway, that's our brief thing on the games this week. We do have to talk about one thing that I I glossed over um, with yesterday's game at the Coyotes. And that has to do with one Jeremy Lozon. So Jeremy Lozon got out of the penalty box, took a shot on goal, then went to go uh, check Derek Stepan along the boards. And he made contact with his head and it became an illegal check to the head. They reviewed it after they called it that uh, they gave him a match penalty. Uh, they, they reviewed to make sure the match penalty was warranted and they, they sent him on the game. Derek Stepan left the game from that point on and t- through intermission, but came back in the second. So he was not hurt. Mm-hmm. And I know that you can't do penalties solely on whether or not somebody's hurt, but basically, uh, word came out after the game that Jeremy Lozon was going to get some, uh, uh, he was going to have a hearing. So let's just read what happened. Let me get that. There's a video online um, that you can watch. Why is, I type in his name and nothing is coming up. It's because uh, uh, our rock scientist, Dr. Jeff, has blocked all the videos. Probably. That's yeah. his boy. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. That's why he couldn't make today's uh, uh, podcast. He's he's hacking Twitter. All right. That could very well be true. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Boston's Jeremy Lozon has been suspended for two games for an illegal check to the head on Arizona's Derek Stepan. 
video explanation to follow shortly. So basically the crux of their video explanation was that um, he elevated his hit as he was completing it mm-hmm. and got him in the head. Now, at that point, you know, determining whether or not the principal point of contact was the head was moot because they said that he elevated through his hit, which he did. I still, the problem I have is that is the consistency on this. Now, I knew that they they gave him match penalty. They kicked him out of the game. And I just thought that maybe not fine. I thought maybe they might suspend him one game mm-hmm. just because it's like he's never had any offenses it's only his like 28th game or something like that, or 23rd game. And he uh, basically would get supplemental discipline, yes, but maybe not two games. Two games seems too much to me. I don't know. This is my my thought. And again, I won't mention consistency because I think every single fan of the NHL wants consistency from the player safety department. Mm-hmm. But I watched that hit, and to me it was reckless and lazy. Hmm. And it is the kind of play where, fortunately for Stefan's case, he was not seriously hurt. Uh, just probably had to spend some time in the quiet room. But it is this kind of play that could seriously hurt a player. So if this is the, the NHL's effort to either make a statement or just tell a young player, hey, learn how to control your hits, I'm all right with it. If it's an outlier, which I feel it is. Um, because I feel like that play happens very frequently. Anyone else would probably just get the match and call it a day. Then, yeah, it, it, it's bothersome. But that's the kind of hit, again, where you uh, – he was playing, I guess, too much emotion. He comes right out of the box, misses the, uh, misses the goal on the shot, and just kind of – yeah, he finishes his check. But I think all players – I know when I play ice hockey – you make sure not to raise that that elbow and that shoulder and hit a guy's head. That's my opinion. It was lazy and out of control. Right, right. I I will give you reckless. Mm-hmm. I'll give you reckless. I'm not going to say say lazy because I think that the reckless is is based on the pure adrenaline mm-hmm. of the situation. So. Um, we can agree to disagree. That's fine. I'm not going to call you wrong. I'm not going to shout obscenities at you. Um, (laughs) unless you want me to. Um, No, no. So, but basically, you know, the whole idea is now that, uh, what about the other guy who hit McAvoy high, made him go down Krause? Mm -hmm. He got two minutes. Yes. And nothing else. That should have been a match penalty. Right. So basically, okay. So there are two issues here. One, whether or not Lausanne got the the right amount um, and it's consistent. And two, consistency in calling. Mm -hmm. So basically, I really do feel, I'm glad uh, that we're talking about this because I really feel like if you gave Lausanne that, Mm -hmm. you needed to give that to Krauss, who actually his full intent was to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think there was intent on Lozon to do that. I think there was intent on Kraus. Kraus needed to go for two games, too. I think you, you know, I, I'm not even going to complain about Lozon being kicked out of the game. I think that was the right thing to do. Okay. Uh, because too many times we've seen them let things go or not, not make the strongest call they could make. And then everything gets escalated from there. Right. 
mm-hmm. um, where it gets really bad. This happened recently. Like, I, I, you know, what team was it? What game was it where it was just, we were just talking about last week. It was just the escalation of the penalties just kept going on and on. And it was like, uh, finally, the, battery, the, the, the assault and battery of Alberta. Oh God. Oh, it was the Winnipeg game. It was yeah. the Winnipeg game. Yes. Uh, three or four fights in that game yeah that was a nasty game yeah um so basically they allowed some things to go at first and then it was just like so penalties went from roughing to fighting with instigators to being kicked out of the game and that's fine if you're refs you you've got to be able to control the game in that situation uh in those situations and i i just really wished that the uh bruins had well i would have liked to see some runs at kraus honestly Mm. but yeah that doesn't make it right. It's just my sense of vengeance, right? Um, I I feel like McAvoy just gets too many hits, high hits like that. Too many people going after him, and I hate it. And- um, backtracking a bit, yes, multiple weeks at this point. But when I talk about, I guess, reckless uh, hockey play, when Tuca against Columbus got hit in the head. Oh yeah, oh that. To me, is the same sort of play. You need to eliminate that recklessness yep. from the game. Yep, that was reckless. Mm-hmm. He knew he hit him because there's no way that you can hit somebody in the head with your elbow and not know it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, and I don't, I don't care how much padding, elbow padding you have. You're hitting someone in the head. More importantly, a goalie. They got they got some helmets on their on on, on their noggins. You would feel that. You hit him hard enough to knock him out of the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I hated that. I was so, so angry about that. That guy needed to be thrown out of the game. And that game got ugly, too. Mm-hmm. But it, it was uglier that the Bruins were just like, eh, whatever. Team's a lot more full of fire, I guess we'll say, since they came back from break, which is good. Because most of them spent time in tropical areas. Oh, yeah, it was great following all of them on Instagram. As I was in my office. <laughs> not enjoying the southern climbs yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that was that with uh, Jeremy Lozon we've talked about games we've talked about the Lozon suspension I guess we can talk about injuries oh my god I'm struggling to think of injuries we know that Connor Clifton is coming back soon because he has been practicing in a red no contact jersey I want one of those jerseys. So you can be constantly non-contacted? Correct. On the ice or just in life? And, you know, I would wear, I mean, I'm not sure if, the, of course, the listeners don't know this. I'm wearing a red hoodie right now. Um, from your I, place I, of work? From your yep. place of business? Oh, yeah. I forgot this. From See, perfect. I don't want to be contacted while I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> just wear that all the time at work. All I'm wearing the, time, the yeah. red no-contact hoodie. Please do not contact me. Yes. Um, And I'm sure my boss will be thrilled to to hear that. Uh, (laughs) uh, Cliffy Hockey is nearing a return. Imagine if the red no contact jersey didn't mean just don't hit me. It meant like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. (laughs) No contact. (laughs) Stop talking. And that's like with those, like the red hearts. Whoa! Don't touch that heart! Don't touch that 
that box of chocolates. <laughs> Valentine's Day is a no contact day. Oh no, I'm touching this this red oh, no. cord. Ah, it's no contact. Stop it. <laughs> I have so much red around me right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my red backpack and my red down jacket. Um, I did have a red car, and to be fair, it was never hit. <laughs> yeah. It just stopped running. It did. That's yes. <laughs> but no one ever hit it. <laughs> no one ever gave it inappropriate. You know, no one, no, no contact. <laughs> Is that why stop signs are are red? Like, yes, exactly. Hey. <laughs> Don't hit this. Don't talk. <laughs> no contact. Stop. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know that we've declared Kevin Miller dead. Yeah, I, I, I attended his funeral. It was nice. Oh, God, that was, that was fucked up. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it was a nice ceremony. They, it, the, the remembrance was good. Um, afterwards, uh, there was a good spread, like cheese spread. <laughs> was it cheese whiz or was it another kind? <laughs> oh, like a cheese board. You know. oh, okay. they, they went on. And there was also crab with that picture of him defending a five on three. Um, oh. <laughs> Oh man, that, that was, was mean. He was. We used to hate him so much, and then he ended up being not bad. And I, now he's dead. I, for the record, I liked him when he took he he came on in place of of Zeidenberg. But then he signed the new contract, and I didn't like the contract. You know, although the contract right now is kind of saving us in some respect because he's on LTIR, so yeah. you know we can go above the cap limit theoretically by 2.75 million so which is why we probably have a cap hit uh i mean a cap space right now of like 3.1 yeah. million um but you know it's tough it's uh it's really tough because it's like um you could see his style of play is is good in some respects he's not going to drive the offense though so he's really a third line or third pair you know um, and of course, you know, when it was him and it was McQuaid, it was like redundancies. Yeah. So it was really tough. Even um, Grizzlick played, played well together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like, you know, it was just basically it's like hockey goes to die when you had like McQuaid and, and Miller on the same yeah. pairing. You know what I mean? If you could have that, actually. I think McQuaid was a right shot, wasn't he? Because he was usually with Krug. So never mind. So so basically, you know, we had to get younger uh, at defense. So we've done that. And our, our youth, they're really starting to uh, blossom. Right? Yes. So, um, so that's good. And it's just unfortunate that Kevin Miller, who hasn't played in over a year now, I think, who basically when he will probably be ready to even start playing again, might be a year and a half out from last playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 32 coming from a patellar injury I just don't see that happening you know what I mean and he, he won't be signed to the Bruins at that point because his contract will expire yeah. so it's tough it's like we joke around about it I do feel for him um, I hate that this is happening but we have to have a sense of humor about some things 
you know, can't yep. always be just awful all the time. It's going to be a little grim. Yeah. And I, I think we're all in agreement. No way he's back with the Bruins. No, no. Yeah. I, I just, if he wants to come back in some coaching capacity, I could see them w- wanting to put him in development, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, like even Chris Kelly came back. He was an assistant with the Senators last su- mm-hmm. uh, last spring, I think it was. Um, and he came back to the Bruins to be a development player development coach. So, you know, if they wanted to do that, that might be a good thing for him. I, I just can't see him playing much, if at all, after this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would definitely win the Masterton. That's all. Oh, yeah. If he if he could come back and make a... a I just don't th- think he's coming back with the Bruins. Is there really going to be a spot for him? Lausanne's making a, a case for himself for being up in, in uh, Boston, despite the suspension. We're on borrowed time with, with Chara. I feel like if they can get back to the final and win it this year, I think Chara might hang it up. Yeah. Uh, well, I, there was a Nesson article that was, I think, published late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, where Chara has uh, he stated that he hasn't thought much about after the season, but he is aware that there are other players that need to be signed. So I think even he knows that – I think it, it's full – I think he's admitting, I don't know what I'm going to do, and that's okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I mean, certainly from a leadership standpoint, you can't really replace that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he he eats a lot of minutes, you know, and that's fantastic. But you got younger players who are coming up, and they've got to start fitting in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, in some ways, it's too bad that Seattle isn't happening like this year, yeah. because then, like, goodbye, John Moore. I really think that John Moore was signed for the whole Seattle thing. You know, that length of, of contract. I I still don't get why the – I mean, maybe it's that Seattle, but hindsight, I like to revisit certain off-seasons. I still don't get the Moore signing. I still don't get it. I just was saying this to Glenn last night. I'm like, I, I understand from a depth standpoint of wanting to have more, okay? You want to have a player – who can be 7th or 8th D and just fit right in. I get that. But I don't understand the length of contract other than driving down the AAV. Mm. Because that's one of the things I don't quite understand. I'm trying to wrap my head about it around it, but a lot of times the contracts are like, I want to be paid this much money. And then they figure out the term. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that they can go, okay, how can we make this fit? You know, some some teams, it's like, you know, you, you might get somebody like Stone who's like, I'm going to be paid $72 million over eight years. So that's going to be <laughs> $9 million a year, right? Yep. You, you have a limited term that you can do that, mm. right? But basically, you know, people think that they've earned it. So there you go. And they're going to go with their market value and all that. But the, the John Moore one, I've just been puzzled by the five-year deal. I just never quite understand it. Mm-hmm. By the way, can we just talk about Seattle for a little bit? I don't think we've talked about this. I don't even remember when this news came out. Maybe it was in the last week. It seems like they're probably going towards the Kraken. That's not good. I love it. Well, I like, you know, at least the Kraken. The, the oh. meme potential is is off the off the charts. But I think for that very reason, you avoid it. And the pregame before that. Seattle has a crack problem. Do they? Like crack cocaine. 
Do they? And so you're going to, yeah, that's what I have been. I've never been to Seattle. Um, I, I know I say a lot of stuff, which is obviously not true. And, and I'm doing it to be funny. Although DeBrusque is Spanish for a brusque. But <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I've been, uh, I have my cousin who lives out in Seattle. So I was like, oh yeah, there's a crack problem up here. And so that's why I don't want to be called it the cracking. Because it'd be called the, the crack house. Yeah. And you felt like that's a bit disrespectful. Well, but they at least the Kraken. Awesome. They could call it the Kraken's Den. I like that. That's you know what I mean? Because the mm. Kraken is from deep down mm. under the sea. And I always thought that Seattle had more of a heroin problem, but I could be wrong. I mean, so many grunge people were oh, so, yeah. many, grunge. so much heroin. Um, but maybe it's changed. I don't know. But, um, actually, the grunge would be. Oh my God! Wouldn't it be so funny if they yeah. were the Seattle baristas? Oh God! <laughs> their coffee um, cup for yeah. for their logo. <laughs> well, I would of course like become an instant fan, but with the coffee theme, the Seattle siren, not the woo woo. That of course is a siren, but on a siren of the sea, it's kind of like a, a mermaid like creature oh, featured yes. prominently on the Starbucks logo. I think it, it it still does the maritime theme. It does the coffee theme. Uh, no heroin or drug references in the name. Seattle Siren. I, and it's, you know, it's got the, you know, it's both the name and the nickname and the city name start with the same sound. Yeah. Seattle Snakes. Look, I am very, very familiar with sirens. I'm mm. big fan of Cersei. Big fan of Cersei, bringing all the men in it to die on their boats. You know, I'm a big fan of sirens. Yep. But uh, I don't know if I can go with that one. Um, but a Kraken logo would be awesome. Oh, my God. I just like you could have a big old octopus creature. Love it. Oh, yeah. So I don't I don't want the crack house things. I don't want all that. I, I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. But I just love the idea of like alternate jerseys with like ah, crazy octopus like creatures, huge squids. Oh, how about Cthulhu? Well, it's not really local to Seattle, but you know. They can have him. Oh, they can borrow him. Yeah. So, I mean, I like monsters. I'm a big monster fan. You know, I, I like that. But anyway, uh, John Moore to Seattle, make it happen. Like yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> just he's just sitting out there in an empty rink without the lights on, <laughs> just all by himself. Yep. I wonder where the rest of my team is. When are we playing? <laughs> Any word? They said mid, no, early two thousand twenty. They'll actually release the name, or late, or end of the season. <sighs> It's got to be soon. It's got to yeah. be soon because they, they put out that tweet saying that they've been searching high and low through this, you know, th yeah. they made it sound like it was not going to be the Sockeyes. And I, I can tell you why it's not the Sockeyes for two reasons. One, there is a fictional romance uh, novel about the Seattle Sockeyes, uh, Seattle, uh, I mean, um, a hockey team. Oh. Yes, it, there is a, a romance series about that. And it's just basically... Just as bad as you think it is. 
<laughs> I mean, I wish some of the titles, yeah. I mean, that, that some of the titles are like he, hockey cliches, but really I'm waiting for pucks in deep pucks in deep. Ooh. I'm waiting for that one. Ooh. It's like guys on the cover without their shirts on and they don't look like hockey players. They look like Fabio. <laughs> it's a different muscular yeah. build. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, like, like Fabio is like a thick muscular build and like hockey players are like thinner muscular builds. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I've noticed the, an overall trend where, I mean, don't get me wrong. These guys can still, still could probably rip my arms out of my sockets, but they're not like, they're not buff. No, they're like they're 3% just, body fat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas like mm -hmm. Fabio might be like, seven percent body fat yeah. or something at his at his prime i'm not talking about mm. now that just shows my age <laughs> but anyway i'm just saying that there's a there's a, a muscular body set and and hockey players have like kind of they don't bulk up necessarily i mean they they have some bulk but it's like more leaner mm -hmm. lither kind of muscles unless you look at defenseman's legs oh my god defenseman's legs i love them so much they are like just boom full of muscle because they they skate forwards and backwards you know mm -hmm. what i mean so it's like yep. those those quads are like huge they're even bigger than other like forwards oh my god so nice yeah i mean some people really like uh charlie mcavoy's legs i love brandon carlo's legs Saw some pictures uh, of them at, at development camp and it was like they were just doing an interview and you could just, they were wearing shorts so you could just see oh, yeah, yeah. the muscles and it's like, it like jaw dropping. Just, I'm not like saying it like, ooh, that really turns me on. I'm like, I just love them. They're just so, so powerful. They've worked hard on them. Yes. And they're gorgeous. Mm. Big muscle groups. So anyway, um, so they, that's one reason why they can't call them the Seattle Sockeyes. <laughs> The other reason is because there's an ultimate Frisbee team called the Seattle Sockeyes. Ultimate Frisbee. Screwing our plans up again. I know. See, you can't you can't have the Seattle Sockeyes. It can't be the name. So I do like the thought of like the NHL really wants the Seattle Sockeyes. And this little ultimate Frisbee team's like, nah, we got that. And then like they like throw a, a cease and desist order covered in hummus back at the nhl um <laughs> and it feels like we have to yeah it's like we, we've been defeated <laughs> or it's telling the woman like you have to change the name of your romantic intimate novels yeah. and it's like nah nah dude i'm all set <laughs> sends back a, a box of chocolates saying nah it's okay i like it <laughs> A red box of chocolates. Mm, which says, do not contact. <laughs> no contact. That's going to be the name of this episode. No contact. No contact. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I hope, okay, I hope they come up with a good name, but it's not going to be the Sock Guys. So uh, some people really want the Sasquatch. Eh, whatever. You can't do Sounders because that's their their football. No. Their soccer team is yeah. called the Sounders. And I found that out because I was watching The Masked Singer the other night. Oh. I love The Masked Singer. It's so fun. 
costumes this season they're not as good as they have been in previous seasons but the costuming is worth watching alone because it's just gorgeous and um last year i was actually pretty good on guessing who it was like i totally knew that seal was the leopard and the leopard was kind of androgynous and was dressed like in this like a like this gown as the leopard. Oh, it was incredible. But it's like, I was listening. I'm like, that is seal. I know that seals voice. He's not hitting all the registers because they, they don't want you to guess right away, but it's like, mm. that is seal. And it was seal. And he just had fun with it. He was like, I just wanted to do this show to show my kids that I'm cool. Oh, so last week I learned that the Seattle so Sounders was the football team there or the soccer team there. And that drew Carey, who is the llama, is part owner. Oh. Like yeah. Drew Carey from Ohio? Yeah. He was on it. Uh, the first contestant be to be kicked off this season was Lil Wayne. So I am I have not watched the show. Yep. I am uh, familiar with the premise. Uh, I feel like Lil Wayne, he would be hard to disguise himself. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to sing. Yeah. And he didn't do terribly. It's just, you know, other people were better yeah although this week drew carey i think was better um than he was last week but still i, I can understand why he he got kicked off but it's it's just fun mm -hmm. it's fun because it's like you get to go oh i know that voice or i have no idea who this person is right and it's just fun to try to guess and and watch and for the reveals and stuff like that and i don't know i just love the show and i am not into feeling bad about things that i like anymore i'm growing so much as a person nick we all are happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. So, so anyway, um, yeah. So I hope they come up with a, a good name. I wish they, I wish they could use sound garden. I would love that. Oh. Seattle sound garden. Cause they named themselves after an actual thing in Seattle. Right. That'd be so cool. I feel like they, they could work that out somehow. Mm. The Zambonis, the band made mm -hmm. a deal with the Zamboni company, the ice resurfacing company. And they worked out some sort of deal. Why can't Soundgarden, the band, and Soundgarden, the NHL team, work something out? Probably because it would be way more expensive. Mm, probably. Although they could be like the in-house band if they were still performing. I don't know if they yeah. are. I think they called it. I'd respect they called it quits. Yeah. I don't think that you could replace or even get anybody anywhere close to Chris Cornell. Mm -hmm. <sighs> wow. This is getting to be such a bummer. So yeah. many so many dearly departed so injuries who else is injured <laughs> well carlo was out on a personal day he came back. back against uh detroit rock city this is true now i have kiss in my head thank you mm -hmm. sorry um, i shouldn't have done that no it's okay you know what in, in the, the scheme of kiss songs that's not one that really bothers me mm -hmm. i i can deal with that kiss song it's fine there's some kiss songs i can deal with more than others I'm just trying to think. What the heck is there? How's uh, Nordstrom doing? Oh, thank you for mentioning that. Okay, you, uh, Joachim Nordstrom. He has missed the last few games because of an allergy issue. Yeah. And they're not elaborating on it. Uh, they said he should be back on Wednesday, or they're going to try to get him back in on Wednesday. And that makes me wonder if he is starting to have the same problems that Marin Hosa had. I had the same thought. Yeah, because usually it's like if I'm allergic to something, you know, 
Um, there are two things that can happen. One, I'm allergic to something like hay fever or something like that. And it's like, you're just miserable, right? You're exhausted. You're miserable. That's how it is. There is a, finding out that you're allergic to a food where you actually get hospitalized mm -hmm. uh, or are ho deathly allergic to something. You're, you're, you can be hospitalized until they stabilize you and whatever. And then they don't want you to have physical activity. But there could also be the equipment issue. And the way that Bruce Cassidy said it, they said they want him to stay off the ice for a while. So I don't know if it's like he just can't suit up. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, of the various things like, uh, you know, uh, neoprene is supposed to be moisture wicking, you know, and they use that in some of the stuff. But it also can cause like problems with some people's skin. If I wear neoprene for too long, like a brace, like a knee brace... I have to wear something underneath it so that it's not contacting my skin. So I wonder if that is something that's happening, you know, because uh, I know that he also was dealing with an infection earlier this year hmm. that was going around, yeah. you know, because uh, yeah. Brett Ritchie had the same infection or a similar infection issue at the same time. So, and we know that hockey equipment, if it's not put in that special room to kind of, air it out and sterilize it it's just full of crap you know just bacteria and nastiness so yeah so he's got an allergy issue i'm very curious about it but i also realize it's his own personal health and we have no business knowing about that i'm glad to know that someone else is thinking along the same lines that i'm thinking that, that was immediately the first thought i had i and if you read phyllis Bazito's autobiography he suffered from the same allergy he said a lot of guys had it. Now, what he attributed it to, and it, I don't, it, this could have been it, could have not been it. I don't think it really applies anymore. He attributed it to the fiberglass used in some of the sticks. And when they would, back in the day, they would uh, heat up their sticks, get them, get the curve just right, or shave down their stick, and that fiberglass gets everywhere. Ooh. So he thought that might have something to do with it. Fiberglass has not been used in sticks in like 20 years. No. So uh, maybe Patrick Marlowe still using that special two piece and he <laughs> might be the last guy. Um, oh but yeah, it, it really isn't a thing anymore. So yeah, it, it hockey gears at the bottom line is it, it's, it's, it's gross. It is. It, it's, yeah. It's smelly. It's, uh, it, you know, you have to replace things so yeah. often and change things out because yeah. they just gather crap. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they use carbon composite sticks, which are basically like ultralight graphite now, mm -hmm. which I will tell you, I don't have the personal uh, reference uh, with um, hockey sticks, but I remember when they did that with uh, tennis rackets. Oh, because yeah. I went from using a wooden racket and then I tried a metal racket and the metal rackets are just, they were just heavier. Not, you know, it was easier to use a wooden ra racket, who, which was just a little bit lighter. And then when I was 15, I got a graphite tennis racket. Complete difference. And now they're even lighter than they were when I was 15. Like I, I was in a store and I just picked up a tennis racket and I'm like, it feels like you're not even, you have nothing in your hand. Okay. I can only imagine that's what it's been like with hockey sticks. It just feels so much different. 
Um, and if you're of a certain age, like you can tell that difference, you know? Oh, I've gone back. Um, I have some of my old hockey sticks from the little bit of time I played in my early high school, like just pick up. And I, I went back and picked up on those sticks. Of course, it was way too short for me, but it was still of composite materials, but it felt like a boat anchor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the stuff that they're using now is just amazing. And yeah. Jake DeBrusque has a hole in his stick. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how many of our listeners or if you are familiar with uh, hockey Reddit or hockey equipment Twitter, yeah, that stick is being absolutely dogged and, and crapped on. I have my own thoughts about it. I personally, the way, okay, sure, it might be more aerodynamic, but then once you put the tape over it, doesn't that kind of negate it? It's not aerodynamic. It's lighter. That's, there you go. But, uh, because I also, thought the same thing yeah. because I was like, if you put the hole there to be aerodynamic, it is negated by the stick tape. Mm -hmm. You could potentially, but this would be so hard, try to thread the tape through it, mm -hmm. you know, but that is just, that's a lot of work and I can't see anybody doing that. What you I could would, give it I to David Pasternak and he would do a crappy stick. It'd be done. Yeah. It, yeah. It would be like I, all set. I, this is all that I need. You could do the Panarin where he gets – so uh, there's all sorts of different sizes of stick tape. But he does two huge uh, rolls of stick tape, the wi super wide kind on each side of the blade. And then he just uses regular stick tape to tape the very uh, – the tape to the toe. That's one way you can do it if you want to still show that, uh, that hole. But this was my point, and I doubt any of – Hockey equipment Twitter listens to this, but uh, the th consensus is if the pass is up high, that puck is going, it, it hits the, the stick and it's going flying. Mm. Well, we're not professional players, so we rely on equipment much more to kind of make things easy for us. Professional players have better skills and their passes are cleaner and the way they receive passes, that's the thing that gets me about hockey players playing professionally. Not how amazing they can skate and shoot. Yeah, they can, no matter what, like they always receive the pass. I'm like, how do they do that? I think it's their skill would negate that. Except for the Bruins in December, they couldn't do that. Yes, yeah, they were terrible at that. So you're right. Oh, they do have more skills. They can handle things a lot better. They they practice this passing thing. They have yeah. to, right? You can't just do blind passes and hope it works. You have to work in that stuff. And that's right. why they have practice. That's mm -hmm. that's why they have all the ice time that they have, you know, to, to work on that stuff. The point is, is that Jake DeBrusque, Jacob Brusque himself has been playing better since, since he, he got, got that stick. stick. Mm -hmm. I mean, we want to say it's because we shit talked him, but he's had that stick for a little while now and he's been doing a lot better. So, hey, that's fine. It's good. Bauer. Bauer's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're talking about it. Yep. We're talking about it. Um, May I make a, yes. a plea to hockey maker, hockey stick makers? Sure. Okay. I think technology has gotten better over the years. Why are we still using stick tape? Why can't the sticks already be sticky? I want a sticky stick all the way through. They've got stickiness. 
on the actual uh, sh- shaft <laughs> of the stick. Why can't you just extend it to the blade? I re- I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. Because what are players going to do for three hours of their day? Yeah, I mean, I mean, taping uh, twigs with uh, Savvy would really take a hit. His YouTube series about how he <laughs> taped hockey sticks. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think, I think, I think, uh, I think we're ready. They have sticks with holes in them now. Next step: stick with holes with stickiness on the already on the blade. I see every once in a while I will see a player like Sean Crowley with like what looks like a thing of wax just mm-hmm. waxing down the 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 heel and the bottom of the uh, stick. Yes. So is that so it glides on the ice a little bit better? It prevents water from soaking into the tape. Ah, well that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. But if you already had a sticky stick there would be no tape to absorb the water. And you're talking about lighter. Everything's, oh, we need to make the hockey sticks lighter, lighter, lighter. Tape adds weight. I certainly don't feel a difference in terms of weight between an untaped and a tape stick because I'm not good at hockey. I'm really <laughs> bad at hockey. I pay money to play hockey. But I would imagine professionals would. Okay. All right. This is all very good information to have. If the listeners uh, if are wondering what kind of curve I, I'm using, don't use the tape. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. I don't use the Taves curve anymore. I use the McDavid curve. Whoa, did you sell the Taves curve? Yeah, uh, and I went to a, uh, a McDavid curve. So what's the difference between the two? <laughs> this is going to be great. So... <laughs> We should pay, make people pay for this content, huh? <laughs> oh, this, this this is my Patreon account for more. Um, so, <laughs> the Taves curve is the the curve is less extreme, kind of good for all around uses. The McDavid curve, it's extreme. It's you know, if you just want to really shoot it up there, if you want to pound that puck, huh? You use the McDavid curve. <laughs> You want to shoot it up high with not that much effort. You use the McDavid curve. <laughs> oh so, and I, I like that. <laughs> I remember one time you took a picture of you in the bathroom, sitting on the toilet with mm-hmm. no pants on. I did not see any bits, but I saw yeah. the Taves curve. Your point was to have a picture of you with the Taves curve. Yes. I'm glad that I'm never going to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can do it with the McDavid curve now. Oh, no, no, no. That's okay. Um, yeah. uh, you can show me a picture of the McDavid curve without all of that other stuff. Okay. Okay. I want to know. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I just want your stick pick. Okay. <laughs> if it, and if anyone's wondering what brand of stick I'm using, I'm not making this up. I use a, my stick is all black from allblacksticks.com. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it, they can do the McDavid curve though. Yeah. So, um, curves aren't, uh, trademarked, trademarked or, um, the name is, uh, I guess trademarked, but the actual curve, it, it's a curve. You can't cop, you can't patent a curve. Right. 
so you they everyone just comes up with their own version especially these, these lesser companies like allblacksticks.com and they're saying if you ask what is it similar to they'll say it's similar to the uh the mcdavid curve or um it's also the McDavid curve used to be the Sackick curve. They just keep on changing the name and whoever's kind of the big player at the time. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. I get it. O- Ovechkin uses a very, very similar curve, but he's, uh, he switched around brands recently. So he doesn't really have a curve right now. Really? Yeah. He went from, I, and if, again, if uh, hockey Twitter, mainly so hockey Reddit, listens to this and I get this mixed up, we'll get roasted. But he either went from Bauer to CCM or CCM to Bauer. And it was a big deal. Mm. Yeah, because his contract, his endorsement deal was up and then boom, he switched. Right. And he's kind of, in terms of uh, endorsing, he's a free agent right now. He doesn't have any deals. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, McDavid is with uh, CCM. Right. Okay, I get that now. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to send me a stick pick. I'll do it tonight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, listeners. Just send us the stick picks. Stick picks. <laughs> not stick. 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 <laughs> and, and not in the bathroom. Yeah. No, no. Don't do a Nick pick. Do a stick pick. Stick pick. Not a Nick stick pick, just a stick pick. (laughs) I'll probably take it from the locker room, but I'll make sure it's all clear. Yeah, um, no nudity. Um, That will get you blocked. So I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. (laughs) I got sent one dick pic once, unsolicited, and I was like, no. No, no, no. I did too, and it w- he held a $100 bill in his hand next to it. Um, was it for comparison? Yeah, I don't know. Like, this is my dick compared to a $100 bill? I suppose so. I text back, hey, that $100 bill looks great. May I have it? Never got a message back. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking of so many ways that that whole thing could go, and um, none of them are good, but that good. was a good response. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should talk about the schedule of the next week. Yes. Because I think Let's we do that. talked about the other things. Okay. In the next week, we have. Am I looking at the right week? Yes, I am. Um, on. February 12th, the Bruins are at home at the TD Garden playing against Montreal, the Canadians, the Habs. Yes, it's a 7.30 start. It's just a weird start. Mm-hmm. I think it's because they're, it's on NBCSNPDQ. Yeah, OMG. that's true. It's correct. Yeah. Damn, the Bruins have been on NBC a lot recently, which sucks. I used to like NBC. Now I don't. Oh, God, I can't stand it. I love yeah. Brian Boucher, but no, I'm done. And then the next game that they play is on the 15th. So it's after Valentine's Day. Oh, the guys get to be in town for Valentine's Day, which is really sweet. Yeah. Um, because they're playing at home at the TD Garden against mm. Detroit in a huge manatee game at 1 p.m. Hey, look what's happening that Sunday. Oh, God. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, they're playing against the New York Rangers at 3.30 p.m. 
on NBC. On NBC. Oh, my God. It's a, <laughs> yeah, that's part of the double header thing. So it's mm-hmm. like um, they're having a team start up at like 1230 or something, and then they get to play the back half of that. Uh, because they don't have football anymore. Ah, it's Star Sunday. Remember when they did that shit? They were like, yes. hey, let's compare times of two p- different people on the ice. Oh, fuck. It was like, yeah. I just don't care. Just show me zone time. I, I like to see zone time. I like to see how long anybody's in his zone. That's fine. But don't show me like specific players. I just don't, don't want to do it. Um, okay. So anyway, let's. We're going to wrap up this show. So now I have to do the spiel that I usually mess up all the time. Listeners, you've been listening to Barely in Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Stitcher, which that's the app I've been using lately, and Spotify. Yes, Spotify. It's true. 21st century i know uh if you wa- would like to contact us you can find us at at barely in topic on twitter on facebook at at barely in topic podcast and you can find us at our individual twitter accounts if you'd like uh i am at va from ri yes i did that correct i did it hey i know and Oh, yeah, I can do me. Um, I'm at Nick Baggio. Very creative. <laughs> what I love is that you you use your real name as your Twitter handle, but you call yourself Bagel Bruin. <laughs> yeah. I, I, reg- I wish I would have done the other way around when I made my Twitter account in 2009, but oh, wow. I really wasn't being called Bagel Bruin then. You should see if it's open. You could change it. In- yeah. I, so. I didn't know I could do that. I will try. Okay. Yeah. So you can also contact uh, Jeff at, at Dr. Hand Grenade, spelled A-I-D at the end. And Tim Richardson, whose birthday it is today, uh, you can tell him how much the Minnesota Milds suck and how much you hate <laughs> Matt Borkowski uh, at Tim A. Richardson. There we go. All right. Do you want to do the Tim? Oh, my God. Do, am I worthy? Sure, I can't do it. Word.